Thank you for joining us on our Family First Life Tri-State Serve the People podcast. We appreciate you tuning in, spending your time to develop and grow with us. Follow us, please, on all our social media platforms at Family First Life Tri-State or FFL Tri-State. We love you. Keep listening. And I hope this information is serving you across the country. All right, everybody. Thank you for jumping on with us. This is our Your Story podcast, one of my faves. Again, I love these because I get to learn so much about people. I got my man Yuri Rodriguez with me today, and he is on. And the truth is, is that I heard a little bit about his story, which I think is pretty awesome. But I can't wait for him to tell it from the beginning to where he's going to drop it off at. And I'm just excited to get him on because he's he was a Hall of Fame producer in 2021. He's off to a torrid pace in 2022. He's helping a lot of families, and I think it's long overdue to get him on this podcast. So, Yuri, I got you, brother. Yes. Yes. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure for us. How you doing, my man? I'm great, man. I'm loving what's going on. Uh, kind of like you said, I, I hit this year full on, just ready to uh, knock it out and try to hit this Hall of Fame a lot sooner and get this team up and running. My man. Well, it's, it's showing itself, no doubt about it. And... uh you know, this is one of my favorite podcasts. You know, we, we don't always get to dig deep into someone's history. Um, you know, there's probably things about my wife that I haven't dug into yet, if that makes sense, as far as time going back. And we used to do this thing um, called, um, I don't even know what it's called, but I used to, uh, we would, it was a connection exercise we did. And I would share something about me after age 21 and something about me before age 21. Oh, that's what it was. We'd pick a word off this word sheet. And once we picked the word, we had to share something before 21 and after 21 on that word. She would do the same thing. And we learned so much about each other. But it's the pre-21 that we usually don't know until it's uncovered. And that's what I love about this podcast is that it, it does uncover that. So... If you could do us a favor, my brother, and walk us down the path, walk us down your journey, what are some of the things that made you the man you are today? We'd be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Um, I'll start kind of like when I left high school. Um, uh, well, right right there, right at the end of high school, uh, I, I actually was a, a pretty fair student. I was like a B student or whatever. Um, but uh, in my last year of high school, I kind of got mixed up, I guess, with the crowd. I got kicked out of school or whatever. Um, but I went immediately and cause I didn't want to waste any time. And I went and instead of taking courses to do my GD, I just took the GD mm. and I passed it with flying colors. And it actually gave me like, a, it gave me this boost of confidence when I was younger that like, like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty smart. It, it kind of reaffirmed that I'm pretty smart despite, uh, despite what like parents tell you. Cause my parents always poured into me. My parents loved me and they were, you know, you're the best. You could do whatever you want kind <laughs> of scenario. Nice. But, um, that that gave me a lot of confirmation and after that uh i had some jobs in the kitchen here and there and i went for this real big job at, at one of the big banks i'm not going to name names but i got a uh, I, I went for the job i got the job and it was in a call center doing customer care and um some of the customer care like at the end of the call we would have to do some sales and stuff and i actually excelled pretty well and i made a great income at a young age of like 19. um but i quickly realized i wasn't happy in that kind of corporate environment sitting there. And I wanted to do something more. I grew up a musician just to back up a little bit. Really? Uh, 
playing drums. Yeah, um, my dad uh, was a percussionist, and since I was like six months old, we we uh, played music, and um, I, I really enjoyed. I grew up just playing all kind of different instruments, and I really got into music. Uh, had a bunch of friends that you know. I'm 43, so I would like to say I grew up in that golden age of hip hop around the <laughs> 80s yes, and 90s, sir. right? Real good. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, you know, I had I had people that they they wanted to spit bars or whatever, and they needed the <laughs> tracks. <laughs> and so I used I used to do beats, and um, I used to produce, and a lot of the my friends from around the way they were like, "Man, you got real talent." Not like talent like we got. You got real talent, and so I I kind of wow. I wanted to see where that would go. Right. And so uh, I actually I cashed in my 401 from that corporate job and I used it to go to full sale for recording mm -hmm. uh, engineering. And uh, I actually graduated salutatorian, which is right under the valedictorian. The valedictorian was like a genius, but <laughs> but <laughs> but I graduated right under him. Me and him were really good friends. Um, and I developed a, a really strong work ethic there at the school uh, to go after my goals and what I wanted. And um, that was in Orlando. And when I graduated, I moved to Miami to try to work at a big studio over there called Hit Factory. And um, I didn't get the job when I first went, uh, but I made a good connection with the studio owner and the manager who, who ran it. And then the valedictorian, one day calls me up, this is about six months after we graduated, he calls me up and he's like, hey, I got an interview at the place, but I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not going to take the job. I'm just going to go out of respect because this this studio is like high end. This is where all the top artists record and stuff like that. Mm. <clears throat> and he's like, uh, out of respect, I'm going to go, but I'm really going to recommend you because I know you live down there and I, I, and I can't take the job. I have something else I want to do. I was like, uh, that's that's cool, you know. I already tried to apply for the job. They didn't. <laughs> they they seemed that way and interest me, but but that's cool. I, I appreciate it. And, and sure enough, like a month later, they called me up and they said, "Look, you were highly recommended by this guy, and uh, so we want to give you a shot." Hmm. Now, mind you, this is this is entry level at a top studio, and just for a little insight of the music industry. This is grunt, grunt, <laughs> grunt work. This is like. This is like, you know, go go get the coffee type of work. This isn't this isn't like I get to sit there with the person. This is like the person that's the assistant is my is sending me to go do something. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's great, dude. It's a great, yeah. great description. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um but I was still humble. I mean, I was I was I was humbled by it. You know, I I was I was appreciative to, to even have that opportunity and I took it very serious and um, they saw very quickly that I was serious about that opportunity and, and I was able to actually work my way up to um, where I had my own office there and I was an assistant engineer. Um, I stayed there for about five years. I ended up having several platinum plaques. I actually have a Grammy wow. nomination. Yeah, I uh, I used to actually be there with all the stars that I grew up wanting to work with. Wow, N that's crazy. Name one, yeah, from down from the road, from where my dad, my dad's generation, all the way up to my generation. It was it was it's quite an experience. It was a really cool thing. Uh, but you know, on the back on the back end of that, 
I loved doing music. And uh, ironically, in the music industry, all that, you know, accolades. And I wasn't doing music. I wasn't being, being able to do my music. I was doing somebody else's music. Hmm. And so, and, and, you know, at the same time, Baroque. <laughs> All those platinum plaques. <laughs> a, a Grammy nomination. and bro- See, that'd be hard for people to understand, you know, because it came from a place of, of like such fanfare, but then behind it, broke that's when you told me that i was like what so i heard the first time you told me that with the with the grammy and then i was like well, what are you doing here <laughs> you know what i'm saying like how'd you find insurance you know i get that all the time you know what i'm saying so continue brother well no but it, it's i mean it was just that it was it was broke and it was kind of like it started to create a divide as i got older um and uh i, I finally decided to leave I didn't want to do that. Um, I actually had goals. I didn't like where the industry was. It was based more on who you know and, uh, instead of like like the, the skill set that you have or, or whatever. And so I, I just started to step away from that. And I went back to my other passion, which was cooking. Hmm. And uh, cooking is like a natural thing for me. I always grew up watching my mom cook and, and always asking her questions. And my grandparents was always cooking. So it was just kind of a natural thing to me. Um, when I stepped in the kitchen, it was it was really easy for me. I'm, I'm a pretty I'm pretty organized. So it was easy for me to just climb the ranks uh, of the kitchen all the way up to like a, a chef, executive chef. Um, and up to the point where I was just bouncing from one restaurant to the next uh after a year of fixing like food costs and things like that and making sure that it was up and running or mm. uh some some places they're really good with uh concept but they weren't good with structure and, and systems in place and things like that so i helped them uh set those systems in place and then i move on to the next one because it's just uh, it gets redundant and that that industry is another one where they kind of beat down on your on your labor and they beat down on you and they suck you dry and then you're you're out of energy and and if I look back at what I had to show, it wasn't too much for it. You know, I, I can cook a mean plate, hmm. I can dissect the sauce if you want me to, but hmm. it, I, in the in the sense of like, am I able to take care of, of a family or myself? No, and. Um, I mean, that kind of starts to bring me to, to closer to where to where I'm at right now is that uh, at, at one of the restaurants a couple of years ago is where I met my wife. And um, it was worth something, know, brother. Oh, no, 100 <laughs> percent. Best thing that's happened to me. <laughs> nice. you know, right, right next to FFL this is the best thing that's happened to me. Honestly, it mm-hmm. changed my whole mindset and actually gave me gave me a new battery pack. Let's say that nice to to want to move forward and do do um good for the future you know she um she had a a a daughter already and uh, i fell in love with her daughter and her and that's my family and um i got married and and that kind of changed everything wow Uh, that started that change but from from there i guess um covid hit Mm -hmm. i was a so okay let me elaborate we got married i'm in miami I'm like, this isn't working. And so I went ahead and moved from from Miami to Tampa, which I'm, I'm originally from Tampa. Mm. And um, 
I was like, all right, let's 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 hit this hard. And that's right around when COVID started to happen. And about uh, I don't know, four months in, uh, new mortgage, huh. wife wife pregnant. Oh boy, I'm out of a job. Wow. I'm out of a job just because the the hospitality industry got shut down from COVID. Wow. Yeah, and um, I was kind of stressed. I mean, that's, that that's an understatement. <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> you know, what? I'm not go to details, but I was stressed. And uh, I was just looking for a way out, really. But I'm also a very, I'm a very positive person. Uh, I know that if, if I'm, I know I was in, I, I was facing changes that was being brought to me. And so that whatever was going to be on the other side of this was going to be better, was going to be exactly what I was looking for, was going to be kind of where my heart was. And so I almost like to think of it, it, it wasn't like really COVID, COVID's fault. COVID was like a byproduct of me just needing to get out of there mm. and, and get to that next level. And I think it was, you know, partly that I didn't really have the, the uh, confidence to leave that scenario, to go jump into something else. And God had to like push me into that area. He had mm. to just go ahead and give me a lunge from the back. Like you need to go in this direction. Now you have no other options. Go to this direction. And uh, that's kind of what brought me over to family first life is that I, I started to, I uh, applied at, one of the other companies, one of the captive companies, and um, they actually said no. They were like, no. And so I guess because I was doing a search on Google and stuff like that, uh, FFL was popping up in my search, and that's how I really got connected with with FFL. Hmm. But um, that's just, that's kind of an overall view of, of my background right there. That's crazy. First off, <laughs> you know, what a lived, what a love, lived life, you know, like, You've been in multiple different industries, had multiple different passions, and you know, just find yourself, you know, at ropes end a couple times. It's not like not that much different than a lot of us, right? Like, you know, right. and then <clears throat> insert life insurance. And you responded to an ad, right? Uh, Craigslist. Craigslist. I'm a Craigslist baby. Wow, yeah. <laughs> that is, I haven't heard a Craigslist success story in a very long time. Kudos. And you, you were recruited by Wayne Carr, correct? Um, well, yeah, I want to say ultimately I, I, I was recruited because I never changed teams. But the first person I actually spoke to was Garrett on the phone. Oh, I, I okay. I remember him. Over in Orlando. Yes, totally. We had a very solid conversation, but he was very upfront. <laughs> he was like, you know, what's your sales experience? And I was like, oh, I did a little bit when I was in customer care. And he was like, yeah, well, this is 100% sales, man. You know, I mean, you got to have some tough skin. And uh, I was like, well, I don't, I don't have a choice. Right. And I guess that that's what he liked to hear. And they sent me up with the course. And, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not one of those that finished that course quick. You know, there's some people that there's a couple people that I hire, man. They they're done with that course in a week. 
right. in, uh, on, on the back. And I'm like, wow, these guys are monsters. <laughs> I took a whole month. I took a month and a half almost to finish that course in the middle of COVID. <laughs> but but on the flip side, I mean, I, I know I know that course backwards. I, I scored a real high score on that test. And, and uh, but I was really nervous just just to start uh, before I grasped the culture that we have, the training that we have and everything. I was just nervous to even go down that road. But immediately, while I was in the middle of the course, I did a lot of research into YouTube. And I would watch your videos. I would watch Andrew's videos. And I watched some of Sean's videos. And then by the time I actually got I actually got my license. I, I felt like I was already ready to just hit the street <laughs> running. You know, that's great, man. Um, yeah. So, you know, you you kind of got into it. You you finally got licensed. And were you like really excited or were you really nervous? I, I, I was both. Got it. I was both. I was excited because, I mean, those numbers. And then I, I knew of the research that these numbers weren't lies, you know. Um, I was excited to be able to be in a position that I can help my family like that. Um, and I was excited to honestly break out of that, the, those ties from, from the hospitality industry. Because it's hard to get out of that. It is, man. I, I, I grew up in that industry. I got my mm-hmm. culinary degree and, and I went into that industry face first. It's hard. It's uh, it's also a great industry. Like it's kind of intoxicating. It does sweep you in. Yeah, and it it pulls you in, man. Mm-hmm. It's definitely hard to get out of that industry. But yeah. it's it's hard, especially if you're good at what you do. Right. You know? Yeah, and you you do become a very intoxicated by the art. You know, there's so much you can do with food. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's you can just learn a new quiz. Like, you know, it's it. You're never gonna be. A PhD, you know, you got to really, 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 really grow. There's so many instruments that you can use from, that you could choose from. So it's, you're right. That's a tough one. Kudos to you. Um, Thank you. So how'd your start, how did you start at Family First Life? Like, was it, did you hit the ground running or did you sputter a little bit? So uh, I sputtered a lot of bit, let's say that. (laughs) <laughs> um I, when i started i started with 700 uh and lead flow and i got aged to final expense mm-hmm. and um i remember my first dial day man my first like hour on the phone was just like hello this is just hello. <laughs> <laughs> it was just shake voice um I think a couple people booked appointments out of sympathy just because I was just nervous on the phone. Um, so it didn't, it didn't start off like just running, you know? Um, I think my first couple months I did about maybe six families, which in comparison to where I came from, I was happy because, uh, I was, I was helping, you know, families, and uh, I was helping my own and I was better than where I was. But ultimately, it wasn't where I wanted to be based off of the numbers that I was seeing. And so um, it just took a lot of. It took a lot of change, personal change for me to sit here and reflect on every day 
what is in my way? How do I change this? Um, am I implementing what the the coaching that people are giving me and those seeds that are sown into me? Am I watering those, so to speak? You know what I mean? Am I am I doing what I need to do to take advantage of this opportunity? So it took a, a lot of reflection and change. And over the course of, I started in July and by November, you know, I went from helping maybe about six, seven families in July to November helping about 20 families or more, you wow. know, and, um, but November also my daughter was born. So it was like another, it's like now I got two, two little girls and, and it was just like fire, fire lit. <laughs> and since that, since that month, I never looked back. I okay. Think my, got it. Yeah, from from that month, I think December I did about twenty five families. January I did about twenty families, and then February uh, we went to the convention last year. Right, and uh, that's where I learned about momentum because my momentum, even though I was motivated off the off the <laughs> convention, my momentum just took a a nosedive. And so it took me a while to get back up. So that February, I think I did like 18 families. I hope like 18 families. And then after that, I went back up. And from there, it, it's been uh, ongoing um, success all the way to where I'm at right now. And uh, it's just, to me, I'm still growing. I'm, I'm always going to be a student of the game. I'm always watching podcasts. I'm always learning. I'm always talking to, to others. And... Um, that's kind of just the way I started in there, just kind of really slow, but uh, but still focused. So intentional, strong. so strong, and again, off to a toward pace in twenty twenty two. What is your? I mean, your agency is 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 budding and growing. What are your some of your agency goals for this year, and and you know saving agents and helping families. Well, I'm trying to grow my agency to be roughly around helping around uh, 850 a month, uh, 850 families a month, you know, um, by at least October, November, okay. uh, trying to dive into that million families a month, um, hopefully by the, by the start of next year. I'm really trying to focus on my agency building now. Um, I think I got it to a point where I can self-sustain my my self-production no doubt. pretty well. So I'm I'm trying to do the agency thing and really reaching out on social media and all kind of platforms and just having a lot of conversations. Judy, if you think about it, dude, you'd have you've had success everywhere you've gone. Like you figured out each and every industry, and you figured out how to kind of work your way to the top. This is not going to be that different, obviously. And you have the experience now. And, you know, one of the things you said about food costs, like the kitchen is a lot harder than this business. <laughs> like the restaurant business is a lot harder than this business, especially if you run the restaurant, if you're the exact chef and you're dealing with all these things coming in every day and food costs and keeping percentages down and structure. Dude, you will crush this industry versus, you know, what I know about that industry. So, you know, you got your group. FL Blue Collar Legacy, and you guys are, are starting to make noise. So I really like the prospects of what it looks like for Blue Collar Legacy in 2022. Uh, I think you guys can start helping, you know, 1,000, 
1,500, 2,000 families a month. Easy. We just got to get the agents in place. We got to treat it like, like you, like, like your, like your title says, blue collar legacy. And if we do that, we're going to reach more people. You're going to be able to reach more people than you ever dreamed or imagined. And your ability to, your delivery is so smooth. I don't mean that like suave, but it's just so easy to listen to. You know what I mean? Like you're transparent with your storytelling. You're going to be able to help a lot of people, my man. Thank you. And, and that's my goal, to touch a lot of people, help them, make sure I put people in a lot of uh, better scenarios. Not only just my family, not just the agents I deal with, but also the the, the clients out there that, that are looking for that help. No doubt. Thank you so much, Yuri, for joining us. We are, um, you know, overjoyed to have had you on this podcast. We le- I learned a lot, like I always do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about everything you just shared. When would we have this conversation in life? Isn't that crazy? Right. Like, to pull up 20, 25, 30 years of, of, of content, it's not that easy to do. So right. I do appreciate you for sharing. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Keep listening to these. They're great. Yuri, my man, Blue Collar Legacy. Have a great night. Thank you.